1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo.
0: You might know us as the co-founders of Of A Kind, the co-authors of Work Life, or just two women who feel so strongly about their relationship that they own the domain Claire and com. Related, head there and sign up for our newsletter and find episode notes, discount codes, etc, etc, etc.
1: And leave us a voicemail, 833-632-5463. I was so impressed. We asked people to leave us a voicemail in this week's newsletter and so many people followed directions. We're going to play one at the end. Yeah, so Thrilling. stay tuned.
0: Thrilling. Something else really momentous happened this week. Yes. So... Um, as happens every now and again, I was engaging with my dear friend Kwe, Kwe on mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, I had posted something that used one of her new Kwe, Kwe GIF
1: stickers. Mm-hmm.
0: And she responded, it was a video of you and I that I put it on and she
1: responded, love you too. I and felt really honored to be included because I don't have the personal relationship with Kwe, Kwe that you have you should feel that way i think you
0: should <laughs> feel that way also i think just demonstrates how much quay quay is engaging with her followers that mm-hmm. you know she was acknowledging it, it wasn't just like a heart or like a yeah. like she was like at least looking at the picture recognizing there were two yeah. people in it and like speaking to that mm-hmm. i thought that already was a lot so then i took it as an opportunity to follow up with quay quay about our request for her to guest on this this very podcast mm-hmm. and she didn't say yes, but she said that like basically someday, some point, and said promise.
1: Which you and I both immediately said Quakeway just doesn't seem like someone who would break their promise.
0: Absolutely not. So I like my when I saw Quakeway typing in the Instagram <laughs> app, my my heart skipped a beat, Claire. It just like skipped a beat. I immediately text a screenshot to you. Thomas yep. was working late for like a couple of weeks in a row. And this was like after dinner. And I like bust into my bedroom where he's working. And I'm like, I have some important <laughs> news. And he looks at me and he's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And I was like, so Quay Quay, And I tell him and he was like, do you think that Quay Quay is going to keep her promises? And like the look I gave him of like, oh, you think Quay Quay is not trustworthy? Like that, <laughs> like outlandish. But I did get him to admit that this was definitely worth interrupting his work for. This like actually was important news. If not that, then what really? Exactly. Exactly. So I think I would like to encourage people to reach out to Quakeway themselves and urge her to, to come on this podcast. Or just start
1: posting about it. Like let's start a viral campaign. Let's use yes. the hashtag Quakeways promise.
0: Quakeway's promise. Quake's <laughs> promise. <laughs>
1: It's, there are no <laughs> U's in Kwee Kwe. So people, it's Q-A-I-Q-A-I-S promise. Hashtag Kwee promise.
0: Hashtag Kwee promise.
1: Let's get this going. Let's get <laughs> Kwe Kwe a Kwe's thing promise. or two army it on this.
0: like... A very
1: emotional and moving lifetime movie. (laughs) But actually, it's just that she promised to come on this podcast. (laughs) And we are we will hold her to that. And we expect our army of fans to also hold her to it.
0: Oh my God, I feel so good about this. I just it really was the best thing that's happened to me in like a month.
1: (laughs) That's fine, you know? I think that's about the level where most people are right now. Uh, <laughs> being responded to by a fake doll. On Excuse Insta- me, she is a real doll. Right, sorry, <laughs> but sometimes digitally rendered doll. Occasionally, yeah. Wait, I, I have to actually ask, did you see, I mean, I'm sure you did the video of her dancing with the Jabbawockeez yeah. on Instagram. That was, I found to be really remarkable and wonderful and entertaining.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think it was in, on par with all Quake Kwe content. <laughs> Just like stand out. Remarkable, it was really tremendous. Good. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Instagram. Speaking of Instagram. We wanted uh, to follow yeah. up on last week's episode because we actually went on so long that we didn't get to talk about <laughs> one of the things we wanted to talk about which is like how we're responding to Instagrams right now because obviously our relationship with it has shifted in this moment of not being able to leave the house.
0: Yeah. And like what kinds of things are speaking to us and specifically what accounts are speaking to us. Yeah. Um, Because basically self-soothe is the new self-care. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think
1: that's right. Thank you so much to Causebox for sponsoring today's episode. You guys know that thinking about the people who make the products that we buy is something that has always mattered a lot to us. It's just in our DNA to support small businesses, to try to understand the story behind the pieces we buy. And that is why I am so excited to be partnering with Causebox. Causebox is a quarterly subscription box curated by women for women that is filled with all sorts of incredible products and brands that are ethical, sustainable, and have a positive mission to give back and make the world better. This is obviously something that has always mattered to me and to Erica, but personally, it's something that I'm really taking extra care with right now to think about who am I buying this product from and how is this going to impact their business? And is this a business I want to support? And it's so great to be able to order from Causebox and know that everything I'm getting in there has been vetted. Every Cause Box is limited edition and comes with six to eight full-size products. You can get everything from skincare and jewelry to homeware and accessories. The last four boxes sold out within days, which makes total sense because you get over $250 worth of products for only $50. I got a Cause Box and there was so much good stuff in it. There was a travel tumbler, a bento box, a huge canvas duffel bag, a leather clutch that would definitely double as an iPad case or a laptop case. There were earrings, a primer, a jade roller. And the thing that really, really spoke to me was that they have this beautifully done magazine in every Causebox that tells the story and the mission behind each product. It feels like such a great tool for discovery of new products and brands and would also make an excellent gift for someone if you have a gift-giving occasion like Mother's Day or graduation or something like that coming up. Causebox is giving our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to causebox.com a thing or two and use the code a thing or two to get your first box for 30% off which means you get your first box of worth over $250 for less than $39 plus free shipping. Go check out Causebox right now. I saw an Instagram today that was actually an Instagram of a tweet that encapsulated, it was like so shockingly accurate to my experience so far of quarantine The person who tweeted it is, it's Dan Sheehan. And he said, the quarantine state of mind is having three solid days where you feel pretty well adjusted, followed by a sudden unexpected dip into what we call the hell zone. The hell zone is an anxious, semi-agitated state where you're just sort of off for the whole day and time flows like you're waiting through chili. and your hell zone will never sync up with other people's hell zones. And that'll always make you feel weird and stressed out. And I was like, bless this person because it's so true. You're like, going for a couple days, being productive, you're in a decent mood. You're like, I've totally got the hang of quarantine. And then fresh out of nowhere, you're like, no, I don't. And then when the people you're talking to aren't in that state of mind, you're like, what's wrong with me? Why is everybody else okay right now? Flash, what's wrong with them? (laughs) Yeah, also (laughs) true. (laughs) I have found that to be one of the most jarring parts of this whole process is that everybody's processing it at different times and in different ways. And in different moments. Yeah. And so it can be really challenging because the highs are not intense. There are no highs really, but the the lows are so intense. And because we are all dealing with the, the same thing more or less, it is very odd when you're like, wait, how are you okay when... When you know the same facts that I do, when the fact of the matter is, we're just processing it at different times and in different ways. A hundred percent. I
0: was telling you that I think I had a hellscape basically from one p.m. yesterday to one p.m. today. That because what's a day? Like (laughs) you know, that's a (laughs) twenty-four hour period. Mm -hmm. Still counts. And I was talking to my friend Priya at the sort of tail end of this, and we were weirdly synced up, and it was so weirdly satisfying to be like. (laughs) oh, like we are both feeling some of these same feelings and, and yeah, just feeling this like, why is this but like, this Groundhog's Day nature of all of this? And like, here I am getting out of bed
1: again. Like <laughs> oh, That's one of the hardest parts, the morning routine. Not like my morning routine ever had much variation to it, but it's killing me right now. I'm so bored of it. Claire, same, 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 same. I guess because I know that there's nothing different on the other side of it.
0: No, 100% which I think it relates to why when it comes to Instagram content specifically, neither you nor I are responding very well to people just like sharing their lives and like Mm-mm. the things that are happening because... So uninterested because in it. Nothing's happening anywhere.
1: <laughs> it's so boring. It's so. It's like on one hand, I'm engaging with with Instagram more than ever before, but I'm also more bored with it than ever before. And the thing that I am responding to is just total nonsense. Like I love a meme. Give me a meme account. Like I I I want to be a meme account. Also this
0: like the like screenshots of tweets like two months ago it had been like, oh that's go to Twitter for those things. (laughs) I don't need those here. Now I'm like screenshotting them myself. Yes. Saving (laughs) like like saving the screenshots from Instagram to put it where I don't know but love having them.
1: Oh no love it. Love it. And then and like can't get enough of a meme. I want people to just text them to me all day long. And before I was really just did not consider myself meme literate or even like, you know, a meme appreciator, except for the rare one that I felt like really spoke to me. But yeah, that's like basically all I want right now. And colors. Colors, I want a lot of colors. And nostalgia. 90s nostalgia is really doing it for me. And I think that may have something to do with what you brought up on an Instagram video recently where you were talking about how this spending so much time in the house harkens back to being in junior high, which was like late 90s for us. And there is something about seeing pictures of Brad and Gwyneth together that makes me be like, I remember that time. I relate to that time and also just marvel at like how far we have come since then, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that uh, watching the Last Dance, the mm-hmm. '90s Bulls doc series that like just brings me back to my childhood in such a specific way that I did not anticipate and did not as- expect to feel as as welcome right now as it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just feels so like even watching footage from 1997, it just looks like it's such a simpler time, and I can't believe how <laughs> much what simpler it, is. it looks.
1: No, that. That's accurate. That's right. It just looks so simple. Like the thing that really sticks out in my mind is somebody Instagrammed a picture of Brad and Gwyneth crossing the street in New York, and Gwyneth is leaning on Brad in like the most awkward, weird way, but like in a way that one a natural, does, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's super awkward looking and in a way that you would never capture celebrities now because they're so conscious of being photographed everywhere. Right. And it's so clear when you're looking at this picture that Brad and Gwyneth don't have that heightened expectation of being shot just because they're walking down the street in New York. And I looked at it and was just like, wow, like what a different simpler time when they didn't have to worry about that when like celebrity meant something different when everybody didn't have a phone and have a camera in their pocket. And yeah, it made me super nostalgic. It's fascinating. It's all truly fascinating. You know what? How has your relationship with food content changed or has it not?
0: I think I've always consumed a lot of food and recipe content. Mm-hmm. And it's now interesting to me that so many other people who didn't are as mm-hmm. well. And it's a little bit of like, yeah, girl, like that's what that's what these sites all do. They show <laughs> you how to make things with ingredients right. in your refrigerator. That's right. like right. the whole thing.
1: <laughs> that's how this whole industry works.
0: Yeah. But it has been watching yeah. interesting watching other people have the like cooking revolution. Right. I guess. Yeah.
1: No, it's it's fascinating for sure. I'm really I was telling you, fascinated by this account, Grossi Pelosi. It's this is really charming guy who is not a food professional. He works, I think, for Loft brands, which is like Ann Taylor and Lou and Gray. And he's maybe a creative director or something. But he's really passionate about food. And he has, I think, kind of always Instagrammed about his cooking. But from what I gather, his engagement and follower count has just skyrocketed in this quarantine moment in a way that like you said i understand why people are more engaged with it but i didn't expect this like massive shift of like that it could like suddenly like break someone as it again he's not a celebrity but like i'm sort of amazed at how quickly his follower count has grown and um just what a thing he has become i find him incredibly charming and i i'm appreciating his content it's very punny and he doesn't take himself too seriously and it is very much like like you said, food you can cook right now, like pantry staples. But it is fascinating to me how this era is like minting new Alice and Romans all of a sudden. I'm really
0: interested, I think, in how the like, sort of classic food professionals are adapting or not mm-hmm. adapting to this climate and, you know, watching like Otolenghi post uh, recipes at home and for his various... He has, I think, five... Other, there was a Times article about him today and his test kitchen, but I think he has five other employees and they're posting like recipe how-tos mm-hmm. that he's, you know, cataloging and just seeing the way that people are or are not like getting cool with using, you know, bad iPhone shots Mm -hmm. from their kitchens and like all of those things.
1: Absolutely. There's just, I think the other piece of it besides the fact that now everybody has to cook for themselves is that there's not that much else to look forward to besides a meal. So it it just makes you think about it more whether or not you were someone who cooked and engaged with this stuff before. It's like, that's the, I, somebody else posted like, I can't believe how much time I spent thinking about what we're going to eat. And I kind of feel the same, but I don't it's not as if I'm suffering from a food scarcity problem, which obviously like I'm is a very lucky thing. I think it's really just that that is like a calming thing that I can wrap my head around. And there's a little bit of the scarcity element of like, I'm not shopping a lot and I want to make sure that
0: yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, making yeah, yeah, the yeah. most
1: of what I have. But I think it is just like here's something I can control and like wrap my head around and look forward to. Thank you so much to Sunbasket for sponsoring today's episode. Sunbasket delivers organic, pre measured ingredients and quick, healthy recipes right to your door. Okay, Erica, you know that famous Vietnamese restaurant in San Francisco, Slanted Door? Claire, not only do I know it, but I
0: distinctly remember uh, going there on a family trip the first time I went to the Ferry Building in San Francisco. And it was like such an epiphany to be in this space with all of this beautiful food. And yes, Slanted Door is oh. very firmly lodged in my memory. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. I know.
1: <laughs> so Sun Basket was actually started by this woman, Justine Kelly, who was the chef de cuisine at Slanted Door for 10 years. So when I learned this, I was immediately like, okay, I trust these recipes. I trust these ingredients. I'm in. Same, I'm same, same. So excited to give it a shot. I just ordered their hoisin strip steak lettuce cups with pickled daikon and carrots because. As you have heard me go on about at great length, I am currently just really obsessed with butter lettuce. It's so... Which is a hard thing to be obsessed with right now when we're, when perishables <laughs> are not necessarily our friends. But you've heard me talk a lot about them. And then the other thing that you and my Instagram followers have heard me talk too much about is that I have recently rediscovered hoisin sauce as like my condiment du jour. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited about this.
0: Well, you've heard me gripe specifically about how much I miss like Thai Vietnamese, mm-hmm. Korean flavors right now. And while I have some of those ingredients, I just don't have all of the things that I would need to recreate some of these things at home. But I ordered the Korean glass noodle jop chai with I cabbage and might. carrots. Claire, my eyes lit up at the word japchae. chai. I love it. I'm thrilled. I cannot wait for it. I knew that that's what you would order. That's how well I know you. Oh my gosh. The ingredients that some basket delivers are healthy and organic and you can tailor them to your lifestyle, whether you're paleo, lean and clean, gluten-free, vegetarian, Mediterranean, all the things. And if you don't feel like choosing your own plans, you can just pick a plan and they'll do the choosing for you. They also give back to their communities through Feeding America, local food banks, and employee programs. Obviously, everything about getting groceries feels very complicated right now, but Sunbasket means you don't have to take a trip to the grocery store and their facilities have the highest levels of food and employee safety. They are reinforcing strict adherence to their existing standard operating procedures and increasing sanitation frequently in their distribution centers in order to protect you and your family and their workers. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash a thing or two and enter promo code a thing or two at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash a thing or two and enter promo code a thing or two at checkout for $35 off your order. sunbasket.com slash a thing or two and enter promo code a thing or two. Um, how is
1: one of your favorite accounts, Tiny Chef Show, handling handling this <sighs> moment? Thanks for asking. Um, you know, I think he is doing what he does best, which is just being a beacon of light and positivity and humor, and continuing to be the cutest thing on the internet. And I'm um, really <laughs> careful because Quake Quake is on this episode too. So, right. but like, I understand,
0: your point. <laughs> I understand
1: your point. He's just so cute; <laughs> I can't take it. He, um, if you don't follow Tiny Chef Show and you liked Marcel the Shell then what are you doing with your life? Get on that. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is his full <laughs> yeah, name. <that's> right. <laughs> uh, um, who who's doing it for you on Instagram these days?
0: Going back to the idea of nostalgia, mm-hmm. um, Lauren Tamaki, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sort of a I've been sort of obsessed with her Instagram for a mm-hmm. while. Um, back when it was awards season, yeah, she was, was I, Yeah, was that like two months ago or like two years <laughs> who knows? ago. Um she was doing the only red carpet fashion roundups I cared to see anywhere. They're very good. And she's just so good. And she's just like good at like, I don't know, digging into the archives and pulling... Today, she posted a whole series of Madonna Rolling Stone covers. Wonderful. Just like every Madonna Rolling Stone cover. And then it was a bunch of crazy Bjork Mm -hmm. like outfits. And then it'll be a bunch of like lime green things, obviously, including Kermit the Frog. (laughs) And just like hitting
1: all the notes in the way that you're like, I don't know where we're going and I'm thrilled to find out. I love it. She's really, really funny and also a really talented illustrator. And yeah, I feel like she's one of these artists where the Instagram really reveals the inner working of her minds and her mind in a way that is very satisfying. Yes, hundred percent.
0: And the other person who I've been into is Lily Stockman, um who is one of the sisters behind block shop textiles. Um, and she has been doing daily flower illustrations. On her Instagram. And I have found like watching some of that like
1: hashtag isolation creation
0: mm-hmm. stuff to be soothing, especially when it's just like simple and bright colors and something that I can follow really simply.
1: Um, do you follow the Leslie Jordan? <gasps> no. Oh my God. He is an actor. He's like in his 60s, although, and I don't mean this to be rude, although it sounds rude. He comes across as much older to me. He's a southern older gay man and he just records videos of himself daily. And they are the funniest, just most entertaining thing ever. He was like on Will... What are they about? Uh, just his ruminations on on life. Um, he he's just really funny and endearing, and he is one of these people whose Instagram star has just shot through the roof in moments of quarantine. Like he he's like, "Hello, my fellow hunker downers," and then just like goes on <laughs> off on some god knows what. Like it, 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 it just really whatever's going on in his mind. This morning he was like talking about his daily um, obstacle course in his house, where he like goes and like snips a flash Power off and then turns the sink on and off, or whatever. Like it's, just, it's total nonsense, which is really the theme of what is speaking to me right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The other person that I love, particularly right now, but I've always loved, is Drita Davanzo, mm-hmm. who I like, I have no idea this woman's origin story except that she was on a show called Mob Wives, which I've never watched. And I think at some point her house was raided by the feds. And like, I don't know anything about her, but she's just mm-hmm. a very sassy, I think from New Jersey lady who had a couple viral video recently on Instagram because she decided to narrate these uh, scenes in Keeping Up With The Kardashians where Kim and Courtney got into a fist fight. And so she's narrating it from the perspective of like, you bitches don't know how to fight. Like, I I am someone who fights regularly (laughs) and then like kind of just like calls it like a sports game. She's just so funny. It's total nonsense. And I highly encourage people to follow her.
0: The thing that I check in on at least a couple of days a week is mm. the onion, um, which is sort of like the the most news adjacent thing I that I actively, you know, I'm seeking yeah. out in this way because they just always do the best job. They like always nail it. And I think the other satisfying thing about checking in on the onions account is just seeing who else has liked it. Um <laughs> that is a
1: fun. Yeah. Which I pay like weirdly <laughs>
0: close attention to of being like, oh, like this friend like mm-hmm. this one and these two people like yep. that one. Um and it really it's creating some a, a truly odd sense of community. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're just so wonderful at their jobs. So wonderful. Uh, so wonderful. Should we talk about t-shirts? Let's talk about t-shirts. Let's talk about t-shirts.
0: So something that we wanted to talk about on this episode, which feels like the most relevant fashion content that you and I can share right now is what t-shirts we like because really what else is there that is relevant to how we're dressing right now? It's also
1: something (laughs) we've been wanting to talk about for a while because... A recurring theme in our shopping trips is standing there being like, but how much is too much to spend on a really nice t-shirt if it's like a really good t-shirt? Because, you know, a good t-shirt is a really important thing. It's and weirdly hard, to come, hard to come by is the other and thing. it can be weirdly expensive as
0: well. I've been noticing, you know, these conversations around like how much is too much. Uh, I feel like have been popping up a lot and people's hunt for the perfect sweatsuit mm-hmm. for this period of yep. time, which I have no interest yep. in. I'm not sourcing. I'm not doing any sweatsuit sourcing. But I do feel like having a couple better a couple more t-shirts in my life would be something that would
1: I I would get pleasure out of. I right agree now. with you completely. And I just think everybody knows the experience of being so excited that that one t-shirt is clean and in your drawer and that you can pull it out.
0: Um, related to that, the t-shirt that I almost put on today, but didn't put on is by Sunspell. Yes. And the reason I didn't put it on is because I didn't shower this morning <laughs> and I didn't want to like stink up that yep. t-shirt because I've all, cause also like I will wear a t-shirt two days if it's not gross Same. or whatever. But, um, I was like, well, I will stink this up and then I'll have to wash it and then I won't have it for another two yep. weeks. So no, that one's not coming on. Is that body. how often you're doing laundry
1: um, right now every two weeks?
0: Uh, no, like once a week, but not. You were going to miss the cycle. Not the full batch. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just did like darks. So that
1: one's... That one wouldn't... It missed that.
0: its chance. I can't
1: believe how much laundry we're doing. And I couldn't figure out why it had increased. And I finally realized it's because I'm not wearing any of my dry clean only clothes. And <laughs> I wear a lot of dry clean only clothes. And like, you know, you I wear them <laughs> multiple times before they go to the dry cleaner, obviously because
0: it would be, insane. be absolutely insane. But yeah. I
1: just cannot believe how much more quickly our hamper fills up now. Um yeah, fair. Okay, so Sunspell, which you brought up.
0: So Sunspell, which is like a British heritage brand, is that a fair way I of think putting so. it? And this so I have a like a red and white striped t-shirt which it's or it's like a muddy yeah, red, it's a like a brick yeah. red. Yeah, yeah. I also just like don't have that many things with color in them mm-hmm. at all. So the fact that I like and wear this t-shirt as much as I do, I think says much for the quality of this yes. t-shirt uh-huh. perhaps. Um, I think it's the perfect weight. Um, it's not whisper cotton, but it's not yep. thick. And it's almost like sort of like... Silky is not the right word because it's 100% right. cotton. But it has that like sort of like... It just got a perfect a fall nice to adding it. cotton sheen. It's got a yes, great drape yes, to it. Thank
1: you. Got a great drape. Thank you. Um, I agree. I think... One thing that I'm going to say about pretty much every t-shirt that we talk about because I think it's one of the most important markers of a good t-shirt is that the Sunspell t-shirts have a great collar.
0: Yeah, defining characteristic. It's a defining
1: characteristic. I think that the way the collar lays, the sort of like quality of the stitching around the collar, the way it holds up over time, that to me is what's so key about a really good t-shirt. And I also just... I love nothing more than like a perfect little white cotton collar showing above a crew neck sweater. Like the and for me, it's a stripe collar. Yeah, but I understand yeah. also, the point yes. you're making. I love a stripe yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and so making sure for you know, a lot of times I have t-shirts that are really just expressly to wear under, you know, sweaters. And so making sure that you have a good collar. well, yeah, because especially if you're if you got to keep up with this dry clean only game, <laughs> you certainly have to put a layer
0: between yourself and the thing that has to go to That's the dry right, cleaner. Obviously, yeah. Where should a collar ideally? Oh, that's a great question. A so
1: color. I think this is really different for everybody, but I really like a high neck crew neck like I like it to be yes. really like high and sort of close a boat neck looks terrible on me, but that's not true of everybody.
0: I'm wearing yeah, a boat it neck looks right nice now. on this you one doesn't look that great on me it looks okay.
1: I think it looks nice um, on you. um I also look you. terrible in a scoop neck um i I like either a really like tight crew neck and actually one of I can't vouch for the quality of this yet, but there's this Tank top that has like the highest crew neck ever. It's from Bandier, that workout brand. Um, It's called the Rivington ribbed tank, and it's like super high crew neck. It's
0: like a collar neck yeah. or something. I, it, yeah. It's like, it's like not a mock neck and it and it is a crew neck, but it's like a super, yeah, it's like a collar
1: neck. I, I'm, I'm contemplating buying it. I've only broken my shopping streak with one thing so far and I'm like, I don't know, is this going to be the next? But that would be something I'd buy specifically to wear under sweaters. Yeah. So totally. it's either a really high crew neck or a really deep V for me.
0: I feel like I'm somewhere between where it's like a classic crew neck and then like a not-so-deep <laughs> V. A baby V. I mean, listen, a lowercase oh,
1: right. V. <laughs> um, you like a whisper cotton tee in general. I, I really do. Like. I like a really thin cotton tee. And Skin, which is really more of like an underwear and loungewear and, and sleepwear brand, makes the most incredible t-shirts, I think. They have these... Hems around the collar that are, it's like not quite a raw hem, but almost it's super delicate. It's so pretty. And I don't, can a t shirt be cut on the bias? It feels like it's bias cut. So there's something about the way they cut the t shirt sort of like against the grain that is of the cotton that is so pretty and so flattering. And I just love them. I have the gray, I have two of the exact same ones the long sleeve and gray. The white, they also make it in white and pale pink. I think all of Everything that skin makes is either gray, white, or pale pink, maybe black, but the I think they do yeah. make some black
0: things because I've been interested in this line and that's that would be yeah. important for me to be interested. It's, you're
1: going to look at it online and be like, this is so stupidly expensive, but it is the just the m- nicest, most like luxurious material and perfect cuts. And um, I, I highly recommend. The, this might be like my number one, honestly, in terms of t-shirts. Interesting. Another one that
0: I don't wear as much as I want to because I only have the one mm-hmm. and I'm worried about it being dirty is a little t-shirt I have from Redone, Mm. which is that line um, that basically started by remaking vintage Levi jeans and now makes their own sort of based on vintage cuts. And they've taken the same approach with with t-shirts where they started doing collaborations with Hanes and now they have their own line. So the one I have is called the
1: 1950s boxy Mm -hmm. tee. And it's like... Is it just white? Technically, no black. I don't own any white tees. That's so crazy to me. I love a white tee so much. I know
0: you do. I don't, I just like
1: don't yeah. wear white really at yeah. all. So this is like, it's, I guess, probably
0: technically cropped, although it's not cropped on me. Um, but perhaps if I weren't five four, mm-hmm. it would be. But it's like this just, it's like not a baby tee. It's just like, you know, a kind of shrunken yep. t-shirt. Yep. And they also do, they basically do a different cut or a couple different cuts for each decade, oh, which fun. feels like very yep. specific and referential. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like the 60s, 70s, 80s, The one of the 80s ones has like a square mm-hmm.
1: neck. Mm-hmm
0: in a way that is so yep. specific. A 90s one, they do a 90s like baby ribbed tee. And then they also do like an oversized 90s tee. Oh, I like tea. that. It's just like really, I like the naming and it's really like, yeah, uh, it really speaks to something. <laughs> <laughs> it's got
1: character. Yeah. I, um speaking of denim brands, AMO, which is a really great denim brand that I have a couple pairs of jeans from, I accidentally discovered that they do a really strong t-shirt game because um, I bought a striped t-shirt sort of randomly from them once. And it just became one of those ones where you're like, wow, this is the perfect cut and it's perfectly soft and I always want to wear it. And then randomly started buying some other tanks and tees from them. And I was like, oh, these people just get it. It all hits like exactly where you want it. And I think, I will say this of their jeans too, the issue that you were speaking to of like something supposed to be cropped but it's not is never a problem with them. Like I'm five, somewhere between five four and five five, and this stuff always hits me right on the hip where I want it to hit.
0: Well, see the thing. Okay, so the thing with this redone thing is it it hits me at the top of a high waisted. That's pant, what you want, which is like where yes. I want. I want I want something. In some of my t-shirts, at least I don't have to tuck into a high waist. Very seat hard to come by. And that is hard to, hard to come by. That and which is why I like yes, this thing. I that yeah. That's for sure. my feeling about the
1: AMO too.
0: Something else that you and I both have a lot of and wear a lot of are the Calder Blake ribbed tees and tops and so all, good. Like basically any style they make
1: that's ribbed and lettuce hem, you and I wear out and have a so lot much. of so much. Also fully got me through my pregnancy. I wore so much of these t-shirts because they're really nice and stretchy and I Think I I barely even sized up. They're wonderful and they just look sleek and they're just simple cotton tees. Thomas calls them my lettuce wrap. <laughs> uh, another that I really love and can consistently rely on is this line, The Great, who makes a ton of wonderful clothes, but they really nail it with their t-shirts. A lot of them are sort of pre distressed, which I don't usually like, but they do it in just the right way, so it doesn't feel like try hard.
0: What do they do? It'll be
1: like a little bit of um, distressing around the collar or the hem. Basically, it's not fully frayed, but maybe it's like starting to like form a hole or something. But it's not a hole. An yeah, 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 T-shirt, um, but they just feel right, right, they right. feel worn in in that way that you want them to. And the cut is always just so perfect in that way that you're like, that's a cool girl t-shirt. And as a indicator of how good I think these t-shirts are, is that multiple times when I just worn them in an Instagram talking to the camera or selfie or something, people will be like, what's that t-shirt? And it's just a random like cream t-shirt. <laughs> and I do. I'm like, yeah, you could tell. You could tell that this was a good t-shirt, even though it's just very basic.
0: <laughs> um, the other brand I sort of rediscovered recently or started buying from again was Petit Bateau. You and Cam um, both. And the same way that, I know. Claire, listen, the same way you want a cool girl t-shirt, yeah. I want a French a French baby t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's yep. the dream if you can pull off looking like a French that's baby right. you've really done something right but I like their striped yes. tees which is definitely a specialty of theirs the line's like a little bit harder it's to come fr- by than well, it specifically
1: in the United States they shut down their US yeah. website and Cam has been up in arms about it and they keep saying that they're gonna put it back up but they haven't
0: no, I know. I same, Claire. Same, same. I've noticed. Believe me. Um, Shopbop sells a little of it, but not as much as I would like.
1: Um, so that is well. A the other so two things about Petit Pateau t-shirts that I appreciate. Please. One, they do have that like close to the neck, like tight crew neck vibe they that do. I really like, mm-hmm. and they come packaged in the high hi crew. crew. <laughs> they come packaged in an adorable box. Oh, I see. I've never gotten them in the oh, box for whatever they reason. They come in so cute little boxes when you buy them at the stores. But yeah, I don't know why all of a sudden they're um, abandoning their U.S. customer. Get it together, petit pato. We need them. Yes. We need them. A nice, simple, classic striped tee. Give it to me. Um, That's our roundup. There's obviously plenty of other great t-shirts out there, but these are the ones (laughs) that are on our minds. These are the ones that are on our minds right now. These are the ones we're coveting. That's the show. That's the show. This has been lovely. Oh my gosh. Stay, listen to your, for the voicemail. We have a voicemail. Please stay, listen to our voicemail and
2: um, see you next week. Hi, Claire and Erica. This is Lauren. And I just wanted to call to say that you guys are my official quarantine comfort. I've thought about this because I've listened to your podcast forever. I'm a huge fan. And I listened to it this morning on my walk. And it was, of course, the first thing I listened to, the first one. And I love the little live videos you've been posting. And I've tried to kind of nail down really why... You guys are especially comforting to me right now. And I think it's because you are, you're talking about what's going on. So you're not ignoring it. And you're still somehow finding a way to keep it light and literally make me laugh out loud. And this morning that happened while I was walking and my dog kind of looked at me funny. (laughs) So that's it. I just, I love the balance. Like I really appreciate that you're still talking about it because I want to hear about it. It's something that's going on in all of our lives. I don't think it's, right to not acknowledge it um but then you're still able to like keep it light and keep us laughing so thank you and um you guys are awesome bye
0: this has been a production of dear media you can listen to us wherever podcasts are found like stitcher itunes and spotify if you have ideas for the show or want to advertise email podcast at clara